0: I think we're good now, so we're going to go ahead. I need to take care of a few things first. I know it looks like Ron is waiting to log or uh, to get connected. I'll get to Ron here in a second. Um, So this is Gap to Gap Radio. We're talking all things softball, and it is our weekly Thursday show with Ron Ray of Future Stars of Sports and myself with National Fast Pitch Academy. Of course, we're still talking about getting back on the field. Uh, there's a lot of things. Seems like things change almost every day. Ron's going to give us some updates on that. And it looks like we've got um, some other people calling in. So we'll get to them here as quickly as possible. There's all kinds of ways you can participate in the conversation day. You can call 516-666-9488. That number's on your screen. And you can also text Ron at 502 one excuse me, 0103. My text number is 502-262-9195. On the page, if you go down at the bottom, there's a chat area down there. It's a new feature on this site. If you want to send me a message on there, I'll be watching for that. Or you can mess me, message me on the Gap to Gap radio page. So, lots of ways you can contact us and uh, get part of this conversation. Okay, so before we get started, all opinions expressed on this show are the property of the individual expressing that opinion, may or may not be the opinion of National Fast Pitch Academy, Gap to Gap Radio, Holly Knight, Future Stars of Sports, or Ron Ray. Also we're not doctors or medically trained individuals and in any opinion on the impact of COVID-19 on the individual health or the health of our society is just that an opinion and not intended uh, as advice. So with that said, let's see here. I believe this is Ron are you there? Yes. Hey. <laughs> I think we're good. Thanks for
1: Good. good. Thanks. Yeah. Way to get through the little glitches of this uh, society we live yeah. in, the computers and everything. Uh, good job. Yeah. Uh, the,
0: the, yeah. The the secret of technology is knowing how to deal with the issues. That's for sure. Um, we there have you go. You've done well. Well, thank you. We have a caller. I am going to see if that's one of my numbers here. Let's see, and we'll get. Yeah, it looks like that's Bernie. So, Bernie, I know you're on ho- mute now. You usually just kind of hang out and listen. I'll let you kind of listen, and uh, Ron, we'll let you kind of get started. I know there's some new developments, I believe, in, especially in Indiana, I think, and there's some clarifications going on, but uh, what you got going at this point?
1: Well, I feel like I just keep repeating myself. It's, it's a revolving door. We fight the same issues. The rumor got going again, as we had last week, that... Everybody was going to be shut down. We weren't going to get to play. Governor made an announcement yesterday that tournaments are opening up. We don't have the language yet. He's supposed to, my understanding, it was supposed to be released by noon today. I checked about 1130. Still was not anything up. I did print something off, but I'm afraid that it's a previous statement. It does show that we can play games. Doesn't have any language in there on tournaments, so we're still trying to clarify that. But my understanding from some inside people is that we are going to play. He did mention tournaments itself yesterday on his newscast, or you know his whatever you want to call it, his interview, his updates, whatever it is. He did mention tournaments, and there would be information on the website. Uh, It has not been updated or at least I have not found it yet. I want to see the wording before I actually commit to what I'm doing. Right now, we are scheduled to play. I feel 99.9% sure that we are going to play. We may just have to have a different type of format, which I've already have included my teams that have signed up for that week. They know I'm planning on playing round-robin, pool game-type games to where it's just games and not a tournament format to where teams can come in, get their games in, and leave. But it, it's it's just been an ongoing rumor fest. Facebook, uh, things get blown up, get out of proportion A parent sees this, and they run with this story, and I I take 20 phone calls to say, no, this is what happened. And one of the things that has caused this problem, Wave 3 ran a news uh, segment where apparently there was a group that played over in southern Indiana on June the 6th. Somebody reported them to the health department. It was before games could be played. So that's in Floyd County. That's where we play New Albany Little League, that park.
2: Uh Apparently,
1: you know, the county uh, health people have reached out to several parks and said, hey, you're not supposed to be playing. So that got everybody in an uproar, understandably.
2: Uh
1: But... Based on the guidelines that we are using and based on the structure that we're planning on playing this tournament, and I misspoke, it's not a tournament, we have to play it as games and pool games and things of that nature, we're allowed to play games and we intend to play games. So we're still on, we're still planning on playing, everybody just needs to quit buying into the rumor fest because social media is killing us and it's uh making it very difficult to navigate through this we're going to play we've got to do social distancing we've got to have cooperation from parents cannot be sitting in bleachers cannot be congregating in large groups if they spread out in small groups we can play and we can play safely and we can play within the guidelines
0: Yeah, the um, well, social media, I think we're going to say 100 years from now, either destroyed our our society or we got away from it soon enough. Um, Although we use it, this is, I guess, technically social media, but um, it can be so destructive. Um, I guess I'm going to ask this question more uh, because I was reading something on Facebook. I I guess I'm trying to figure out why there is – uh, so obviously, it's it's a, a I guess a, a techni- technicality. Pool play is not a tournament, is it a tournament? And what's the purpose of saying what? Well, why is the government governor saying we don't want tournaments, but we're okay with games? Is that do you know?
1: Well, I, I think originally what what was put out. And now, apparently yesterday, he used the word tournament himself. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm waiting on the language to actually, you know, get it in writing. Because I've had teams that even, you know, they heard the same thing I heard. So they've even come back and said, okay, he said tournaments now. Now are you going to change your format? My real concern right now is just getting teams on the field. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. not worried about the format. And most teams that I've talked to aren't worried about the format. They just want to play. But I have had teams to reach out and say, he he said you can do tournaments now or you're going to change your format. Well, again, I want to see the language that's written, and I want to see it in writing so I know that I'm not doing something illegally. Uh The reason I believe games were the way they were wording wording, it Uh is that they – at one point, we were also saying it was games within your community, so you could have a practice game or something against a local team, and you're not drawing a large crowd to where also, I believe the tournament format a normal tournament format is if you have played in many Holly yourself
3: mm-hmm.
1: you're liable to be at the park, you come in, play a nine o'clock game, you don't play again until one thirty two o'clock, so some of the parents hang around all day. Few, few might leave and go get something to eat and come back, but you end up having people stay the entire day, which means your crowd is harder to control. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And when I
1: say crowd control, I'm not talking about behavior. I mean people are congregated Mm
2: -hmm.
1: to where if you're just doing games, and the way I'm going to set this up with pool game formats, round robin type formats, I can get it to where most teams play back-to-back and they leave. That keeps your numbers down in the park. So you don't have as many people on top of one another. And I think that's what they're getting at. They're trying to restrict the numbers, which to me makes sense. And Uh it's doable. It's something that uh, I actually, you know, I talked about this three or four weeks ago before the guidelines were even set up, that this was a way I was leaning toward getting around having a large number in the park. Uh-huh. so I I'm I'm okay with this. And uh the teams I'm speaking to are okay. Again, I keep hearing we just want to play. We just want to get on the field. Right. So right. most teams and I would say ninety nine percent of the teams don't care what kind of format it is. They just want to play and be able to get out and enjoy the kids and enjoy the game.
0: It's um uh and, I, and obviously, to me, it seems if the coach is submitting a roster and is submitting all the information and paying the fees, they're okay with playing.
1: Yeah, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you, yeah. uh, these teams are – I'll give you a, an an example. or I mean, this is just face-back fact. Next weekend, if I had four more fields, we would fill them. Uh So teams are lined up, ready to play. Teams know what is going on. Everybody knows this virus is out there. Everybody knows that there's a chance. But at the same time, people are ready to to come out and face reality that, yes, it's out there. There's a a chance that we, we get this. We're going to do it as safely as possible. But we want to play. We want to move on with our life. And I think people have just gotten to that point. Is that right or is it wrong? You know, nobody really has an answer for that. Uh We we all know there's a risk. I know there's a risk when I go into Walmart or Lowe's. But eventually we have to face that and move on. And I think teams are just tired of it and they want to play ball and they, they don't want somebody mandating to them when or where or what time they can play and things of that nature. They just want to move on and and get an opportunity to play. Again, I think we all understand that this virus is out there and, and hopefully, and you know, I pray that none of us get it, but you know, it's there and we're uh, apparently going to fight this for another 18 months until they get the, you know, get an antibiotic or, you know, a vaccine or something for us to uh, be able to take. In listening to news reports, a lot of people are not jumping in line that's going to take that when they first get it anyway because they, they think they've rushed to, to get that. So uh-huh. you've got mixed uh, mixed opinions there as
0: well. Exactly, yeah. Well, and there's new – and I do think, and I've said this all along, I do think as – as uh, our medical and science community learns more about it, I, there's a, a new statement from the World Health, Health Organization, uh, what, two days ago, talking about the asymptomatic uh, individuals that is more difficult for them to transmit the disease than they thought. And as it seems right. like as they're getting more information, they're realizing that it's not as, I mean, it's contagious, but it's not like, As bad as they were saying, I guess. So I guess that's some positive stuff going on Well, in your
1: your touch, as far as touch, they seem to have changed that a little bit, too. It's more transmitted Uh through a cough or a sneeze or even people screaming and shouting to where, you know, they might have saliva or something come out. Those are more uh, apt to be transmitted than actual touch. But, you know, uh-huh. at the same time, you know, we're, we're sitting here saying things that uh, it, it sounds like it's not as bad. At the same time, we also know that a lot of states right now, the numbers are going up. So it, it is something that we still have to be concerned with.
0: Yes. We uh-huh. we
1: have to do do our due diligence as far as making sure things are wiped down and, and sanitized the best we uh-huh. can. And team, teams need to have, uh, you know, gels and sanitizers to where their their team can be uh cleaning their hands as often as possible and you know we we need to still do these type of procedures Uh but going back to your previous question yeah teams are lining up and they want to play and uh it's it's their choice so obviously they're they're ready to take that next step and I, I just feel like if if they want to play, then they should have that right.
0: I agree. I agree. So um, we've. I've. Got, uh, Mark is online, and I'm. Mark. I apologize. I'm gonna leave you on hold for a minute. I know you and Ron want to have a conversation here. We have two other people that have called in, and I don't recognize. Uh, well, it looks like yeah. One of them is George, and George, I'm gonna hold you for a minute but the other one I don't recognize either I didn't write it down or you haven't called in <clears throat> excuse me that's 502-345 numbers so I'm going to connect you uh, 502-345 go ahead caller hey Ron are you there oh, go ahead Hey, Holly
1: Hi. Hol- Who's this? Holly
0: this is Don
1: Harvey you, you met him at the World Series this is okay. Don Harvey he's uh, one of okay. my directors I recognize the voice Don, go ahead, buddy. You got anything?
2: Yeah. um, One of the things that I have given a lot of thought to, and I know we're not going to actually do a gate, but my biggest worry is how do we control the people in groups? Um, How are we going to get them in groups of 10 instead of just huddling in one big mass or groups of 50 or whatever? Uh, that that is one of my big worries is how are we going to to do that
1: and and Don, it's a worry of mine as well, and anytime I talk to a coach or I exchange an email or a text, that is one of the things that I am begging and pleading that they have that conversation with their parents that we need them spreading out. We also need them to bring their own chairs. Uh, I know Lanesville has already removed three of the fields. We've removed the uh, bleachers. They're going to try to get the other sets from the other two fields moved. We do not want people sitting in bleachers for that purpose. We don't want 50 people in a set of bleachers and they're on top of one another. Every time I email, and I will email again when I send out schedules, that communication is going to those coaches. Please inform your parents to bring their own seating. Please inform them to practice social distancing, and we are suggesting masks, but it's mandatory. It, I mean, it's not mandatory; it's suggestions. But we will put that in writing that it is highly suggested that they bring their that they wear a mask, and we need cooperation. And I'm I'm telling you, it's I, I've repeated it on this show every week several times. We need parent cooperation, and we need them to also kind of police themselves. We're not going to go around the park and police people and say, hey, we really need you all to spread out. But we need parents that know the other parents to say, hey, let's break this group up a little bit and, and help out because we can get shut down real easily. Again, what happened over in Floyd County a couple weeks ago because teams violated or played early when they weren't supposed to and the health department got a hold of it, I was honestly concerned based on calls that I was getting and the parks communicating back to me that they were hearing from the health department. I was concerned that we were going to get shut down and and because of somebody – going around the rules and and doing their own thing was going to cost us all. And I've I've been in contact with a few directors from other organizations. We have talked because we're kind of on the same line here. You know, we're not enemies. Let's do this right because if one of us screw up, it can cost us all. So, again, it comes back, parents need to cooperate. If they want to enjoy the game and enjoy watching their kids play, they need to cooperate and do what's within the guidelines so it doesn't hurt us in the long run because if we all get shut down, it's probably going to be a trickle-down effect and it's going to hurt other organizations. If, if some other organization is doing something two hours away from us and it causes a problem, it may hurt us. It, it's all the way around. We all need to do what they ask so we get to play.
0: Well,
2: exactly. that, yeah. Go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. I just, I just wasn't aware that you had sent that much information out to coaches. Uh, I know that you would have, you know, given me an update, you know, before we start playing. However, I was that's one of the things that kept running through my head is how is he going to kind of police that, and I didn't realize you'd sent out so much information.
1: So. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we won't, and Don, we won't, for the most part, police it. I mean, you you can't, uh, you know, you can ask, but, you know, you're liable to get into uh, somebody that just flat doesn't believe this is going on, and they want to be, you know, a butt, and uh, I, I don't want to get in a situation where you and my other directors are, you know, having to constantly battle somebody over this. And that's why I'm asking parents to not only cooperate and, and do their, you know, social distancing themselves, but usually parents amongst themselves, they, they have a better chance of getting someone in within their organization to say, Hey, come on, we we need to calm down. We need to do this the right way or we're not going going to get to play. And that's what I'm asking. Uh, I'm asking it within the organization. Now, I don't expect a coach to come off the field and, and you know, communicate something with the play, uh, fans or whatever. <clears throat> but I, I think there would be some parents that may step up because they're a friend. You know, it'd be like me going to you or going to George or going to Bernie. I can say something to you that I might not say to a parent and I think the parents can go and talk to another parent because they're friends and say, hey, you know, you need to chill out, to help us out here instead of being stupid. So I'm yeah. asking for co- complete cooperation from the parents. And I think, you know, the majority of them understand. They get it. They want to play. They they just yeah. want the opportunity to to be out there. And I think we'll get that cooperation. And and it doesn't hurt to, you know, mention that as people are walking by. Hey, you know, please spread out or whatever. But, you know, I don't want to get in a situation where we've got to go police the whole park. Uh, yeah. I think most people under, understand what they need to do. And, again, even if we have a set of bleachers up, we're going to mark them off and, and ask people not to sit in them. We, we want them spread out. You know, if they have to go out and watch the ball, uh, set their little canopy up over right field fence and watch it from the outfield, you know, do whatever. You still get to see it. I've watched it from out there many a time. You can still enjoy the game. But we need cooperation, yeah. and we need them to spread out. And I, I think we'll get that. Yeah, I just
2: like I said, I wasn't uh, wasn't aware that you'd sent out so much information to, to coaches, and uh, that's that eases my mind quite a bit. Uh, because that was the, the the big worry that I had is, you know, how are we going to control people? And obviously, we don't have to worry about controlling the people. They need to worry about controlling themselves.
1: Well, and again, at Lanesville, in a in a sense, Lanesville set up to where it's almost two parks. You have got uh, two concession stands, two re- uh, sets of rest restrooms. We can spread out quite a bit, setting it up as two parks. And also, one one of my plans is that uh, we're going to stagger play to where we get a lot of back-to-back games, and they go home. That way, we're not building a lot of uh, people staying around the park. They get their games and they leave. It keeps your crowd down, and that, that's one of the biggest things that we're going to do, and I think that will keep the congestion down, and I think it will work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree
2: with that. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, it, but I think Don is bringing up a good point, and, I, and we've talked about it before. As much as you, we all believe they're all going to cooperate, there are going to be people that are going to probably push it, probably congregate a little bit, and how to control that. I think it's a great idea to go through the coaches and, and that sort of thing. But I, I, most likely, even if they do, if you just walk up and say, you know, we're trying to keep social distancing and that type of thing, most people say, yeah, I'm sorry, we'll separate. I don't think you can eat a lot of flack. I, I
1: don't for the most part. I mean, you you might get a rebel every once in a while, but uh, for the most part, everybody knows, and, and I think it's mindful. Yeah. Uh, that uh, people will do their best to to do what is right, and I, I don't really think there's going to be a lot of issues. But but we don't need 50 and 60 people piled up in one one area and somebody ride by the park. That's that's where it's going to come from. If somebody uh-huh. on the road views it as it's overcrowded, congregated, they may make that phone call. And if uh-huh. they make that phone call, we're, we're probably going to get a visit from the health department, maybe the sheriff's department. I, I, you know, I don't know how they would do it. But uh, at the same time, we have to show our due diligence that we're trying to do and stay within the guidelines. And as long as we do that, I think we're okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, anything else, Don? I've got um uh mark that i want to let him get back on here a minute yeah let,
2: yeah let mark go i'm gonna sit here and listen
0: okay great thanks good talking to you and um, you. uh-huh let's get mark uh there you are mark how are you doing today
3: i'm good i'm good listen to some good, good. stuff
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know the the cool thing about all this is that it's just around the corner. No matter what happens, we're getting closer. I know back in March and April we were pretty depressed because it wasn't looking like it was going to be anytime soon. So now at least we can see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. That's good. So what? Uh, yeah. So anything new going on West Virginia? Okay. So as of uh. Starting June
3: 22nd, West Virginia is a go for tournaments. So that next weekend, I'll, we'll do our first – we'll be actually the first Future Stars Sports tournament in West Virginia. Um, it'll be held in Ona. And, um, I mean, the only real rules we have right now is to practice social social distancing and to try and spread out the dugout. So what we're going to do is – Um, Instead of closing the bleachers, the bleachers is going to be like an area for the girls, another dugout area. But parents have to be beyond that. We're going to spray paint social distancing circles so that parents understand where they need to be. And then, you know, we're just going to try and keep it safe for everybody. But, I mean, we're going to go tourney format. Hopefully we can get some of the Kentucky teams to come in and, you know, play against some teams from here and have some fun.
0: That's good news. (laughs) <laughs> yes, this, excuse me.
1: Uh, I I will be blowing that up on Facebook later on this afternoon. Uh, I'll put out a little video and stuff to advertise uh, West Virginia. We we just just got this word uh, Tuesday night, I believe, wasn't it, Mark? Uh, Tuesday, yes, Tuesday about night. nine o'clock, mm-hmm. I think he called me. Then we did a little conference call uh, Wednesday morning. And Mark's very excited, as well as, uh, as I made mention last Thursday, uh, Mark's got a friend that is a college coach in North Carolina, and he's come on board with us. And that college coach, next weekend when we're doing the uh, June 19th showcase, uh, he's flying in with two other college coaches. So we added three college coaches uh, on top of what we already had. But uh, Guilford out of North Carolina, Uh, Robbie Lamb is the one I'm talking about. He's got a friend in South Carolina, Uh, Columbia College, South Carolina, I believe is the school. Their uh, head coach is coming up. And uh, Northwest Wesleyan out of uh, North Carolina. So we've added three schools on top of uh, Spalding and IUS. Oakland City, Lindsey Wilson, they are all committed to be there next Friday, plus a couple of assistants. So we've got about nine nine college coaches will be involved in our little skill set next Friday. Robbie also, Robbie Lamb, uh, Guilford's coach, has uh, is on board with us, going to be a director and run some showcase camps throughout the Southeast plus uh, be very involved in the ones we do here locally. So we're excited about that. I'm excited about Mark. Um, Mark and I have been, been friends for several years. Mark's brought a lot of teams to play on my stuff. And he he was going to be a director a few years ago and then uh, moved out to uh, Vegas and was doing some things out there and he's back home. So, but uh, very excited about having Mark on board and excited about uh, a lot of new programs that we're putting together.
0: Mark, is that O N A? Is that the town?
1: Yes, O N A.
0: Okay, yeah. For those listeners, that's uh, just a bit over three hours from Louisville. So of course it'll be uh, much closer uh, to uh, Lexington. Probably what about forty-five minutes closer than uh, than Louisville. Yeah. So it's pretty close. It's pretty good driving. It's all sixty-four. Well, and Mark, yeah, it's an easy drive. I've to...
3: taken that drive. I'm sorry, wrong.
0: No,
1: I, I was just going to say, we, we've got some teams coming in next weekend uh, to play in that showcase that actually it would be closer for them to go to you than it is for them to come up here and play. Uh, a couple wow. of them are right there uh, around Ashland. They're they're coming out of the Ashland area, so they're only probably about oh, an hour. Ashland, to that's you. 30, no, Ashland's from Ona, Ashland's about 30 minutes. Oh, wow. oh, really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we we've got I, I've got several teams in that area that go to the World Series every year, and uh, so you know hopefully we get a draw from that area and uh, we get you going over there.
3: That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. You know, and and what Ron was saying about the other things like the exposure, the college exposure, and all of that. I mean the, and I'll say this. I don't know how many parents are listening, but I mean if you, anyone can spread the word. That 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 ride, getting your girl uh, introduced to to the colleges and getting your girl exposed to the colleges, it's such a an amazing feeling as a parent. I'm speaking as a parent now, not a director or a coach or anything. You know, when when and and from small schools to big schools, whatever. I mean, it's so great because they're open. You know, Robbie Lamb is is, is one of the best. I mean, he's open. He's honest. He's gonna he's gonna He's gonna be really, really cordial to you. He's gonna answer whatever questions you have. If if he sees you can fit somewhere else, he's gonna pick up the phone and call that person for you. You know, again, he, I mean, he got my daughter her he got my daughter her scholarship, and I owe him eternally for it. You know, but he also offered the team I had last year. I mean, I had eleven girls on my team last year. I had seven signed. Seven signed with school That was It's Such a, an amazing feeling and and anywhere from from JUCO you know to NAIA to D2 uh, I think we only had one D3 girl sign but D2s we had a couple we had a couple and you know we got three that decided together they're all going to go to the same junior college next year together which is which is awesome also you know well I guess next year yeah, is think, this year now yeah it's in the fall yeah the junior
0: <laughs> yeah the junior college route has so many bad wraps to it. I think there's a lot of really great schools and you can get um a good education most of the time there are some that are better than others, but it also gets oh, you somewhere definitely. it's it's yeah, much less expensive. You can get your two years, or your first two years. You know, they say what is it? Statistically fifty percent of everybody that gets a degree changes their degree. So at least during those oh, two years different. you can kinda of, Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. definitely
3: and I mean and nowadays I mean, you get a degree, and you may come out and not even use that degree in the job that you choose. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
3: I was talking with a friend of mine the other day, and he's got a communica- a master's in communications, and he doesn't even use it. And I was talking uh-huh. to another friend, and he's in a different field, and he's like, I got a- I- he has a master's in communication. he doesn't use it. You know, huh. I know three people with masters. Well, one is backwards, the other two have masters in communication, and none of them are in the communication field. You know, so
0: yeah it's uh any degree is is going to be a positive and most it depends yeah. on what kind of field yeah. obviously yeah um so they that's that's really really uh, great news and as i said i'm just kind of looking at the map there it looks like ona what is it the, at the little league facility is that where the parks are
3: yeah. the owner little okay. league field yes uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is uh, and right have, off. The... We have access
3: to ten fields if we need. So I mean, wow. we can accommodate pretty much anything. Um, the, the 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 city of Ona is great. I mean, there's hotels nearby, Barbersville, Huntington, Hurricane. There's hotels all around there. I mean, and and I'm gonna try to make it a good time. I've I've watched Ron a little bit and learned from him, and uh, and and I'm gonna try and do the right do it the right way. That's for sure. You know, I'm going to follow Ron's pattern in this whole thing and and do things right. So.
0: Yeah, and I think what Ron has talked about too, for especially at the um, World Series, and I think a lot of programs are dealing with. I think the <clears throat> the little things that the that you add to the softball, the the parties, the pizza parties, the the awards, that type of stuff. Uh, Ron, if you want to speak to that a little bit, um, Mark, uh, there's there's some adjustments that probably needs to be made temporarily till we get past this.
1: Yes, unfortunately, with the times that we're in, you know, like the World Series down in Johnson City, and since since I've got off on that, I will say that we're still waiting word down there. King, Kingsport, 20 minutes from where we play, Kingsport, Tennessee, they are playing already. But it's a uh, different county judge, different uh, health department. But 20 minutes away from where we do the World Series, they're they're playing I'm being told that by the end of June, 1st of July, that we will be playing in Johnson City and therefore that the World Series is still on. But what Holly's mentioning, for the ones that have gone to the World Series in the past, they know we do a Friday night pizza party dance DJ that uh, the room is just full. The kids love it. Uh, coaches do dance-offs. It's it's just a, a fun night, fun event under these circumstances, I don't see how we can have that. We've still got the DJ on hold to see if uh, anything changes as far as uh, how many in a group and stuff. But I'm not sure what we will do there. We do give exchange. We swap pins. I was thinking about not doing those events, but parents are adamant that they want to do them. So I said, well, you know, I need suggestions some of them have suggested letting, letting them swap pins with mask on and gloves, which I thought was a great idea. So I'm, I'm yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. y'all, you know, if we can do that, uh-huh. let's do it. Uh-huh. I also thought about just having them uh, swap out to where a parent could be in control of it. Most of your pins are pre-packaged. They're in a little plastic package. Well, they could be cleaned before you take them out of the package. There, there's ways uh-huh. around it. We're still hoping to do those things. That, that's, a, that's a lot of the excitement for these kids is to, you know, the, the pen swap, uh, if you don't know what it is, Holly, uh, and the ones that's listening that don't, most of them will. The team has a pen like, say, it's uh, the Ona Oogies or whatever, whatever the team's <laughs> name is and they have a pin it's like a derby pin yeah. they have a pin made of their team and it, you know it would have west virginia on it and and they swap with the uh, the teams that are participating in the event so they they come home and they've got 20 pins from 20 different teams in 13 14 different states and they put them on a scarf for You know, whatever, but Uh it's a souvenir, Uh it's a keepsake, and and they collect them, and uh, they get excited about it.
2: Uh
3: So
1: it's something that they look forward to doing, and I was trying to figure out a way to get around it. And like I said, I've had the suggestions, hey, let them do it. Just make it where they have to wear a mask, and they have to have gloves on, and, you know, let them do it. So, you know, that's at least – You know, I was excited to get that idea and because I I want to do as much as we can to make it not just ball, but it does look like we're going to get to play down there. And, uh, you know, we're still hopeful to get somewhat back to normal as far as our playing here. Uh, July 4th, I have decided in Kentucky that we are going to play. Based on the governor, June 29th, we can do games again the tournaments is, is an issue, the way the wording is. But again, teams just wanna get on the field without having to travel to another state and play. So I'm going to move forward July fourth in Kentucky. I'm planning on playing and we'll we'll do you know, we'll do what we can. Maybe it's cool play, maybe it's, you know, just announcing games. I'm not sure yet, but I intend to play in Nicholasville and Beachmont july 4th so we're we're moving forward there as well but you know to answer your question as far as the pin swap and all that and the extra activities some of that's still in question but we're going to try to do as much as, of it as possible maybe you know maybe we do if the weather permits maybe we do the dj outside and, and it just be a different type of event i don't know uh, we've still got him on hold he knows what's going on. We've told him to keep that date, that we still plan on doing something. But, you know, maybe we it's an event that we can do out in the parking lot. I don't know. But uh, I hope to do as many things as we normally do down there as possible.
0: We're, we are still planning on playing. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Um, so let's get, uh, so get Don on hold. Let's get george and see if he's got anything to add to it oh george got a lot of background noise oh, there can you hear it yeah
2: i can hear you uh, uh i don't have anything i'm just listening okay yeah go all go right. ahead and put him on mute Ollie. <laughs> thanks All okay.
3: right,
0: okay all right bernie let's see here bernie you got anything Bernie, is that you? All right. I think that I just hear a click. <laughs> okay. Holly, so I'll, you I'll uh, let
1: let let me go back here, Holly, on yeah. uh, something that uh, Mark spoke on, uh, bringing up Robbie Lamb, which is this college coach that's getting involved with us. It's ironic. That uh Robbie has come on board, I first met Holly uh, met Holly, met Robbie at uh, my World Series a few years ago and didn't did not even know that him and Mark had a relationship, uh, but sat at a picnic table at the world Series and and talked to uh, Robbie. Robbie had came as a coach that we invite some coaches in to the World Series to make that an exposure type event. Not a skill set, but we want college coaches on site during the World Series to to watch the kids and get an opportunity. And Robbie and I actually sat down at a picnic table that afternoon and uh, had a long conversation. And uh, it's ironic that three years later that uh, Mark and Robbie hooked back up with me and uh, wasn't planned. But I've gotten to know Robbie. And one reason I want to tell his story as we – We get into this, and Mark mentions what type of person he is. Mark's daughter signed with Niagara, a D1 school in New York, and uh, Robbie was recruiting her, and I think Robbie actually seen and and knew that she was better than uh, what fit his program, and he could have got her. I mean, I I feel certain I think Mark will say this. And um, if I'm misspeaking in any way, Mark, correct me when I get done. But uh, I think she pretty much was set, and Mark himself was set, that she was going to go play for Robbie. And Robbie ended up uh, talking to another coach and uh, said, I've got a kid over here you need to see. And she ends up signing with somebody else because – That's who Robbie is, and those are the type of college coaches we're trying to deal with, and I think we've got several of those that uh, work with us regularly. I I would say Art Williams over at Spalding, he's the same type, and uh, David Dews down at Lindsey Wilson. I've seen both of them do these type of things where a kid may not fit their program, but they reach out to other coaches and say, hey, I've got a kid here that you need to look at. And, you know, it's kind of a – situation that although we have a coach here with you maybe you're not a fit for that school but we're going to try to help you get somewhere else and I'm one myself that uh a lot of the parents have gotten to know that if I can help them get into a school I will make that phone call and I don't I don't have a problem with that but I I wanted to share that story about Robbie Lamb because these uh we're really excited about him getting on and I know Mark uh, thinks very highly of him, knows him much better than I do, but, uh, we're, we're excited about that relationship and we're moving in that direction to where we're going to do more and more of the, these exposures. And I'm excited about the the direction
0: that we're going. Yeah. Mark, you want to follow up on that? Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Uh,
3: so, so yeah, I mean, Robbie was pretty much gonna get her. Uh, but my wife also went to Guilford, so that was another tie-in with with you know that decision. But when he came and he did that, I mean, it just says so much about his character, you know. And and Ron, I mean, when I was cut, when I was moving back over back here from Vegas, you know, I called Ron first and we started talking, and you know, and, and it's just I, I'll say this about this organization. The quality of man that you're dealing with is is a great great thing. So, it, it's 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 good for me to be around good men. You know, as I'm getting older, I'm an older. I'm not young, but I'm not old. And so, I just want to be around good people. And I'm I, I feel like I'm surrounding myself around a bunch of good guys with with future starter
0: sports now. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we teach our children, isn't it? To be around good people. Um so that's that's good. Um I my experience has been most schools division 3 NAIA especially those two levels where you're not paid a ton of money uh your your job is not based on winning championships um your scholarships are down a little bit probably or you know obviously division 3 there's no scholarships um I think the the um it just, again, there's some, I guess, bad eggs out there. But for the most part, they're just enjoying the sport, and they're going to try to help girls do the best they can. So I think that most of the time they're all pretty good people.
1: Well, I'm excited about next Friday when we bring, bring these college coaches in and, and the number of teams that we've got involved. <clears throat> it's it's going to be a good day. Hopefully we get the weather we've got today. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean if, if we can get a beautiful weekend that weekend uh, it, it's going to be fantastic to be back out on the field and uh, to be around people that we enjoy being around and we've all missed it and I'm I'm looking forward to the opportunity when we can get back out there and uh, actually see some ball and uh, have that relationship, the camaraderie and things that we have missed during this time and I just can't wait to get started. Well, one thing we do at this uh, event next week, at the end of the day, we allow the, the players to go out and they sit in center field and the college coaches get to speak to each one of them and answer questions. Uh, parents can come out and listen. But it's it's an open session to where if there's any questions at all, the kids have an opportunity. We want them to ask. We want them to participate in that. We want parents to feel free when it, when the day's over to stop and talk to a coach. And again, if there's any way that I can help that process or if they want me to reach out to someone and, and try to get them hooked up with a coach, I'm more than happy to do that. And I, I would just suggest that in, in looking for a school that kids look not only for a fit with softball or baseball or basketball, whatever sport they're hoping to be recruited in, that they narrow down seven or eight schools, look and review the whole situation, whether it's academically Socially, spiritually, and see how you fit in because you need all that. It's not just about playing sports. And as we said earlier, Mark and uh, Holly both mentioned, you may go there with one ideal that you're going to study this. And I think Holly said 50%. I might say it's higher. People tend to change their mind once they get in school and change the direction they're going, and and that's okay. And sometimes when you graduate and you come out with a degree, it's not uh, even used in the profession you choose. But go in there with the attitude that you're going to get an education. Try to choose something that will benefit you. Don't choose a school just on sports. It has to be socially, academically, spiritually. All those things have to fit for you to be happy. And that's one thing I tell the kids every time I talk to them when they're looking at a school.
0: Yeah, partly uh, one of my, uh, at National Fast Pitch Academy, I do recruiting videos and help girls find, that's partly my main job. And that, other than lessons, is help girls find college and, excuse me, what was it uh, today is uh, Thursday, yesterday morning. I had a girl that I did a video yesterday morning and she's, she's looking at division three. She's a division three NAI type of level of player. And we were talking about that very, very thing. I think a lot of, a lot of the decision is you just want to feel good about where you're going. And it, it's not an objective thing as much as it is. you go and visit campus. She, we were talking about local campuses and I asked her about a particular school I'm not going to mention. And she goes, I just didn't like it. Just when I got there, she didn't. She said when she got there, she didn't feel good about it. So the social part, the academic, obviously, is why you're going there. Make sure they have your degree. But it's uh, there's a lot of intangibles there.
1: No question. No question. Mm-hmm. And that you, you saying that reminded me of my son, Brandon, which you know. Uh-huh. And uh, ended up playing four four years at Asbury University, and we visited uh, several schools, and he had the opportunity to play other places. And honestly, there was two schools that I kept trying to push him to, and uh, later later he told me that uh, he just found peace when he when he uh-huh. was on that campus. That when he was when he was there walking around with the team and on his visit he said he just felt at home and said so there was a sense that came over him, or him that that's where he belonged and apparently it was i mean it turned out to be you know a, a great four years for him and he met his wife there and it uh he just knew it and and i think a lot of times that's what happens the, these kids go and uh, for whatever reason it's a good visit or or it wasn't a good visit, and they get the feeling that maybe mom and dad's looking for something different, but, you know, we've got to listen to them. Uh, I'll say the same thing about my daughter. My daughter had an opportunity to play college softball, but wanted to be a nurse, and she had a full scholarship to University of Louisville in a nursing program. We visited Louisville. She wasn't there 30 minutes, and she looked me right in the eyes and said, can we leave? And I was like, what? And she said, wow i won't come here and uh she ended up going to Bellerman that she loved and uh it was the right move for her so you know Mm -hmm. the the kids get just get a feel you know there's a sense that uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times as parents we just have to trust and uh but yeah what you're saying you know it's it's a lot of times just uh that comfort there that they they get the feeling for that Mom and dad may not get that and not understand why they get it, but sometimes we just have to trust that situation. We do have to guide. guide Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, have a conversation and say, you know, why, and, you know, put down on paper and mark off the pluses and the minuses and stuff. But uh, a lot of times the kids just just get a feeling for this is where I want to be.
0: Uh-huh. So, um, Mark, you got any closing comments? We'll try to get off here pretty quickly, and we're about at the hour mark.
3: I don't. i pretty – I mean, I'm I'm just excited and it's ready to get going. Glad to listen to everybody. I'm glad everybody's excited about it. I'm ready to go. That's about it. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, the weather, by the way, I looked at the – you know, of course, in, in this area, you can't predict weather eight days out, but it looks like – that Friday is going to be 91 and sunny with no rain, so hopefully we'll get that day, and the rest of the weekend looks good, too. Oh, Lord, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, that uh, would be, yeah.
1: I think two two years ago, I believe, I know last, last year we done quite well on that, but two years ago, if you recall, we got the camp in Friday morning and then uh everything else got rained out the rest of the weekend. And that uh-huh. uh, camp I think we even did half the camp in, in a light rain. Uh it was wow. not a good weekend. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh you you put together that uh, program for that weekend like you've always done and I'll be in touch with you. Mark, I'm going to follow up with you later on. I've got a meeting at four o'clock that I've got to take care of, but I will be in touch with you. We need to get on this West Virginia deal pretty promptly. So yes, sir. Every, everything's good.
0: Okay. Let's, uh, Don, you got anything real quick? Yep. Just
2: ready to, uh, get started. It's been uh, a right. long, All right. dry, long, dry spring.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. And uh, we're going to try George. He's got a lot of noise there, but uh, we'll try him real quick. George, anything? No, ma'am. I'm fine. All right. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. So that concludes today's show. And uh, all kinds of technical problems here. Uh, to concludes today's show, and I appreciate everybody being here. A couple of things, make sure uh, each Thursday at 12 o'clock, uh, as long as we don't have any too many difficulties, we'll be here talking about softball. As, and, uh, you know, at some point we're going to get past this what if. And we got one more show before we open up in Indiana. Hopefully we'll hear more today about what's going on with Indiana that can uh, permit us to get out there and start playing. And uh, on Mondays, <clears throat> excuse me, on Mondays, I have, uh, like where I interview coaches and administrators this next Monday, I have Thomas Thornton. He's the head coach at Georgetown. And Ron, we'll see if we can get him to show up on, uh, uh, at the showcase as well, maybe, or somebody from his staff. And, That'd, be great. Um,
1: That'd be great.
0: Yeah. Um, each Monday, an interview. And then I think after that, I've got a travel team uh, coach we're working on. Uh, if you haven't, heard the show last monday we had um um sherry kemp she's the commissioner of professional softball and uh she did a really good job it was a really good interview and everything so mondays and thursdays at at 12 o'clock usually and uh, feel free to subscribe that way you get notifications right away and it does help build our uh, listener um, and helps us out so with that said everybody have a great day and we will talk to you soon
1: Ollie, we got through it. Have a good day, yep. buddy.
0: Yep. Thanks. All right. All right bye. Well, that's too much to add. This used
2: to be my.